to another episode of the High School Hotline. Today we'll be speaking with the founder of an organization called America Offline, David Klein. Listen in to hear about the negative effects screen time has on athletes and how you can more effectively manage your screen time. Enjoy. Calling, calling, I hear this money calling. Always picking up, getting that bad little bitch I'm earning. All in, all in, always put my all in. Through the night and through the day, I'm grinding in the morning. Calling, calling, yo bitch, she always calling. Always picking up, getting that bad little bitch I'm earning. All in, all in, always put my all in. Through the night and through the day, I'm grinding in the all right, welcome back to another episode of the High School Hotline. Today I'm here with David Klein, the founder of America Offline. So uh, David, what's the story of America Offline? When did it start? What's up, Leo? So first off, thanks for having me on. Excited to connect with you. Uh, so America Offline started back in 2017. I was coaching high school baseball, and I had just taken over the varsity coaching job. And one of the first things that I realized was that my seniors – particularly my seniors, they weren't getting their license, their licenses. And I was really confused. I was like, why are my players not getting their licenses? When I was young, when I was a teenager, I cannot wait to get my license. I remember I pulled off the lot of the DMV like in tears. And what I started to observe was that my players, they didn't need their licenses because they weren't spending time with each other. They weren't hanging out. They weren't going to parties with one or another. They weren't getting together and hitting on the weekends. And so I started to pay attention to it more and more. And what I really learned was by observing my kids was that they were not connected. They were not united. They were not spending time with each other like I used to spend time with my players. And much of their free time was actually spent on social media, on devices, on video games, YouTube, TikTok, what have you. And at that point, I started to hypothesize and realize that technology overusage was making a serious impact on the way that kids were showing up on the field as friends, as teammates. And at that point, I decided that I was going to dedicate the next chapter of my life to helping teens develop intentional technology usage habits so that technology is improving their quality of life instead of taking them away from their goals and everything that they wanted to do. And that's uh, that's really the story behind America Offline. We started taking our teens on offline overnight retreats with no phones where we'd be out in the wilderness for like just two nights and we would just have an absolute blast playing sports, talking, cooking, campfiring, hiking, and the kids absolutely loved it. And so that's really the story behind America Offline and uh, what we can talk about today. Yeah. So first off, what was it like starting America Offline? It must have not been easy, right? Yeah, well, it's tough, Leo, because most parents are really inspired to help their kids and families develop intentionally tech usage habits. But for many kids and teens, they love their devices. And I love my devices. And I'm not here to tell you that technology is bad or good. You know, technology just is. But it is difficult at times to get youth and teens to want to learn about this because there's such a negative connotation and stigma with screen time, parents putting restrictions on screen time. And so it's really important to give the why. Why do we want 
to develop intentional tech usage habits? Why do we want to understand what technology is doing for us? So, you know, it's been a bit of an uphill battle, but I think more and more people of all ages, including teens, are starting to realize that, hey, you know, technology does have an impact on us. Let's make sure that that impact is a positive one. So just to clarify, with the teens in America Offline, you want them to develop their own healthy habits, right? Not the parents forcing these habits on them. Yeah, for sure. I think the whole idea is that, you know, we we see a lot of parents that are instill, they're, they're putting restrictions on teens. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, you take away your candy, right, from 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 a from a young boy or something like that. They're they're just gonna want it more and more. You know, if you're gonna really limit all their screen time, they're gonna want it more and more and more. So the holy grail here, Leo, is to help teens self-moderate their own technology usage so that their parents don't need to be breathing down their necks at all times, and that teens they feel how good it is to show up with your friends and go out to a meal and not have devices or to really just be present in space without having technology interrupt our conversations. And so our program is all about empowering teens themselves with the knowledge, tools, and habits necessary so that they can live their best life. And it's less about teaching parents on how to do that. This is, this is inspiring, empowering the teens themselves. So like, what are some specific programs that you use to inspire these teens then? Yeah, so we'll, we'll teach them about, uh, we'll teach them about notifications. We'll teach them about how the dopamine reward system works and how tech companies, social media companies, the methods that they use to hook you. And then we give and offer the, our, our participants specific plans and habits in things that they can do to take back their attention. For instance, you know, muting notifications on your phone so that as you go throughout the course of the day, you're not constantly being pinged and your attention is not being taken away from the present moment just because someone liked your Instagram post, which is silly. You know, you should manage your attention and where your focus goes. You shouldn't allow Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey from Twitter to be able to tell you how to spend your time. You know, I always tell this quote, you know, you don't book your, um, if, if you don't book your time, somebody else will. We need to schedule our own time, take our attention back, not leave it in the hands of others. You know, and then there's other things like, um, you know, having a place, a specific place that's maybe not next to your bed that you charge your phone. Um, Little things like just, just leading by example when you go out to meals, keeping your phone in, in your pocket and really being present. You know, all these little things actually add up and they, imp they improve the quality of our connections and the quality of our relationships. Yeah, interesting. Well, backpedaling a little, I know the parents, it's probably tough for them to allow their kids to allow their kids to be their own change in their lives. Parents want to be helpful. How do you convince the parents in these situations to not be forceful on their kids? Yeah, that that's... That's pretty difficult, Leo, I, I will say, because a lot of them, they want to insert themselves in their kids' lives. I think at the end of the day, what I recommend for parents to do with their kids is to come up with an agreement that, that works, that both sides agree upon. So let's sit down, let's have a family meeting about how are we going to utilize devices at, at, in the house, in the car, in general, and come up with an agreement, maybe even write a contract up and say, you know what, you know, I'm allowed to watch, uh, play an hour of video games a day. Um, 
uh, phones go away and, and tablets go away at 9.30 at night. Um, at the dinner table, we don't use devices. And in the car, we don't use devices. Something as simple as that can make it so that, hey, it's not me as a parent putting restrictions on you. It's not you, the, 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 the kid, saying, hey, this is how it's going to be. It's let's come to an agreement together and find something that works. I think that is the very first step to, to the very first step that you ought to take. And I think parents also need to get some education um, about what kids are doing on the devices and why it's important or not important that they spend time on devices. So I think, um, but really, Leo, I think the main thing is just having a really good uh, quality conversation and come to a mutual agreement about how technology will be used when we're having family time. Yeah, well, going off of that, speaking from personal experience with some of my friends and I, I think when we've had these discussions with our parents to have those contracts, like in the moment, it sounds like a great deal. But then as time goes on, we start to realize that it's different than what our friends may have. And we start to feel insecure and we feel limited compared to everyone else. I think kind of that feeling that you're being left out because of the restrictions you put on yourself sometimes really makes you just loosen them up. Yeah, and that's that's really tough. You know, if you're not using, you know, you're you're going offline for the weekend or even just not checking your phone, you know, you feel like you're 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 missing out, right? The whole idea of FOMO. But I think what's important is to understand like what you're getting back by not doing that. For instance, think about all the things that you want to do and you want to accomplish in your life, all the new hobbies that you want, all the all the books you want to read, all the knowledge you want to acquire, all the good you want to do in the world. The more that you take time away from your device, the more that it allows you to pursue those other things in life that you want to do. So I think it's just like internalizing that, hey, look, like, yes, everybody else is on technology, but I'm intentionally not doing that right now because I have better things that I could be doing that serve me more than than sitting there looking at this highlighted version of somebody else's life. And so keeping with that in mind, hopefully will help some people not worry about this whole FOMO revelation that, that they may be having. I think the issue there though, people, we do like, well, often we'll sometimes have those ideas where we want to go read a book and put down our phone. But the issue is getting that to stick. Like it'll be in our head for a split second and then a friend will text us and it'll go away. So what do you think the best way is to get those, like that proper mindset to stick with us? Yeah, I would just like set, you know, they call it friction, right? So um, one of the things that I really like to do on on my phone um, at nine o'clock and you could just go on your phone and you can go into the settings and God, it's been so long since I've done this, um, but you can go into the settings and then click do not disturb and then you schedule do not disturb to go on every night at nine o'clock and then go um, and then it turns off at nine in the morning so i don't get text calls notifications or anything at nine o'clock at night so that i'm not getting disturbed so if i do want to read a book before bed um, my phone's not taking it away my, taking away my attention but i also think just just setting little goals for yourself or blocking time like hey 9 30 every night that's the time that like we sit around and play board games or we read or i wind down or i take a shower and a bath um, having a routine to wind down at night something that works for you something specific to you really helps and the same thing in the mornings uh, I, I definitely think that the more that you practice this and develop develop a practice, just like Leo, like when you or, or your friends or your teammates go and you warm up for a baseball game or a pitcher warms up to pitch, 
they have a routine that they go through that they so that they can get in a peak state of mind. We want to have the same thing when we go to bed at night and then in the morning, a routine that we go through when we wake up so that we hit the day and we're ultra productive and we um, we have the best day that we possibly can. But if we wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is we check our phones and we get in a reactive mode and we see something we don't like, it really kind of throws off our our are, you know, the way that our mind is working throughout that day, especially if we see something we don't like. So um, I think having a set routine is really helpful. And then just sticking with it and allowing it to constantly evolve. My, my hope and what my work that I do is to inspire all teens, Leo, to develop a practice, whatever that may be like just a practice. What is that? Okay. Nine o'clock, everything, you know, phone goes on the charger and it's done with whatever it might be. Develop a practice that works for you. Yeah, for sure. So circling back to America offline, how has the COVID-19 pandemic changed or influenced your program anyway? Yeah. So unfortunately we haven't been able to take kids on our, our, you know, our offline retreats, um, which is a bummer. But uh, what we are doing right now, which is really exciting, Leo, is we're actually doing, we're working with researchers at Chapman University, and we're studying the impact that screen time has on a, uh, an athlete's sports experiences. So we're looking in our hypothesis is that those who use screens more, who spend more time on their devices, tend to perform and progress within their sport less than someone who doesn't use their devices. We're also looking at the way that technology impacts, technology usage off the field will impact someone's ability to stay in the zone and stay focused on the field. We're also looking at the way technology usage for a particular team would impact that Level, the level of chemistry that that team would have. For instance, a team that, for instance, doesn't use technology before and after practice on the bus to and from games is likely going to be more united, more in sync, have better chemistry than a team that everyone has their headphones in, everyone's on devices before and after practice. That time adds up. So we're really excited about this research. I would love to come back on, Leo, six months to a year from now and tell you a little bit more about our findings because this research is unique. It hasn't been done before and I think will be really helpful for athletes, kids, people of all ages to see, okay, like I really want to be a professional athlete or, or playing college, but I didn't realize that the six hours a day I was spending on TikTok and Instagram is actually hurting my ability to get to the next level. My belief that by limiting our technology and being intentional about our usage, it'll help us be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah, those results will certainly be interesting to see. Has this study really never been done before? Yeah, if you if you look it up right now, there's there's never been actual research that looks at the correlation or the cause and effect behind how technology usage, primarily screen time, impacts performance, sport performance. So uh, we're really excited about this research. There's a lot out there on sleep. Um, it would behoove me not to talk about how this all affects sleep. I, you know, there are studies out there that say that spending time on your screen, the blue light that is emitted from your phones right before you go to bed, 30 minutes to an hour be before bed, it 
it reduces the amount of melatonin, which is a sleep hormone that your brain is giving off. And therefore it causes you, it makes it so that you get into, uh, you fall asleep less quickly and the quality of your sleep is not as strong as it is, as the sleep that you would have gotten if you weren't on devices right before bed. Um, and we know that sleep is one of the best predictors of high performance, focus, mental fatigue, all that stuff. The more sleep we have, the better we're going to do in the classroom, in life. We're going to feel better. We're going to look better and all that. So sleep is definitely something that is impacted by screen time as well. Yeah. One thing also, I mean, with virtual school, we're on their screens an additional like eight hours a day now. How is that? What are you, what are you doing about that with America offline? Uh, with just because of COVID and being on screens. Yeah, it's tough. I think even more so now, like I said, Leo, there, you, everyone just needs a practice, right? Um, part of the practice can be taking breaks every 30 minutes, maybe because you have eye fatigue. Uh, you know, people can get blue light glasses, if you will, um, to help from the eye strain that you might get. But look, I mean, unfortunately right now, Leo, it's just really tough to, to limit the, I mean, what can we do if you're a student? That's, that's, that's how things are done nowadays on the screen. That said, I think there's a time and a place to be like, all right, you know, it's, it's 8.30 at night. All right, it's time. I've spent a lot of my day on, on a device. It's time to, to do something else. So um, I wish I could have a better answer for you with that. But all I can say is that right now it's tough. We're, we almost got to be just in like survival mode right now. Yeah, and I mean, even physically, I was talking to a physical therapist the other day. She said she's had so many more patients coming in with neck and back issues now because of online learning and just looking at a computer with improper posture. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, I was talking with the chiropractor who says that he's seeing 10-year-olds into his practice for the first time ever. Um, And it's not just neck and back pain. We've talked about eye fatigue. Um, We've seen professional athletes like David Price, who pitched for the uh, now he's with the Dodgers, you know, he is, he had carpal tunnel from playing too much Fortnite in the clubhouse. Uh, there's all kinds of issues that are happening with necks, hands, eyes, back, um, and just being sedentary from sitting all the time. It's not good for obesity as well. Why would we go and play, you know, five hours of MLB, the show, we can just go out and play some ball with our friends and do it in real life. It's so much healthier. So great. Yeah. point. I wish that was yeah. followed more. Yeah, totally. Well, do you have any last comments for teens out there from your perspective? Um, no, I, I just think that for those, those teens that want to be high performers, they, they want to be the best versions of themselves. They want to make a lot of money. They want to make a big impact on the world. Having an intentional practice about how you utilize your devices is what may be able to set you apart from the rest. We spend so much time flipping through, just swiping, consuming other people's lives, that it really takes us away from from living our best life. Um, I think technology is a great thing. I use it. I use social media I on devices right now, and we wouldn't be able to connect like we, like we are right now if it wasn't for technology. It's all about developing a practice that works with you and developing a relationship so that you are using the technology to improve your life and the technology is not using you to make more money, to sell ads and pad the pockets of all these big tech companies. So that's pretty much it, Leo. Like I said, develop a practice, be intentional about it, 
and uh, try little things, one thing at a time, muting notifications, going on do not disturb, getting an alarm clock instead of using as your phone alarm clock. Don't try to do everything at once. Try little tweaks. And in time, you'll be able to take back your attention and take back your life so that you're living your best life. Well, yeah, thanks again so much for coming on. It was honestly a relief to hear all of this. Really reminded me of the things I can change in my life now. Cool. Thank you for having me, Leo. Best of luck. And this is a great podcast. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you, David. Very blessed, though. Sit back and I'll let go. Stress of a no check note. It ain't for me. Nah, nah. It ain't for me, no. Look. Hey. And I'm feeling very blessed now. Cleaning up my mess now. Used to be a letdown. That shit ain't for me. Alrighty, thank you for listening to another episode of the High School Hotline. Please feel free to follow our Instagram at High School Hotline and check out our other episodes on Spotify and other podcast platforms. I hope you enjoyed the episode and look forward to seeing you soon.